Hello, I'm Colin from Simply DV, and I'd like to welcome you to another scintillating Simply DV podcast. Surprisingly, or perhaps not surprisingly, a huge amount has happened even since my last podcast, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to cram it all in, to be honest, so uh, let me just take a quick skim over the headline topics while I think of them. Now, first off, I've got a handful of new camcorder reviews to talk about, not least my thoughts on Canon's HV30 replacement for the HV20. I've been playing with a couple of new standard definition Panasonics, the SW20 and H280, and a new model from an unlikely German source called ApeTech. More of that shortly. And I'd like to talk a bit about some new video editing software from Pinnacle that is not only available as a download, but it's entirely free to use in its basic form. And if there's anything else I remember to tell you about, I'll squeeze that in as well. Now, the first big news of the moment is that we have a new look Simply DV website. Now, this has been a long time coming, I've got to admit. Those of you who frequent the Simply DV forums will have seen my references to the fact that I've been thinking about a complete redesign for ages now, largely because the older website was not only looking and feeling a bit dated, but it was in a form that made it really quite cumbersome for me to add new reviews and, in particular, up-to-the-minute news stories. So, after quite a lot of experimentation with potential content management systems, some of which were freebies and some of which were paid for, and uh, a spattering of web authoring applications and so on, I decided on a system that uses a blog engine at the front end, uh, but around which is wrapped a load of other static pages in the form of reviews uh, and uh, other stuff that you come to expect. And also you know, new how-to sections, because that's something that I want to include quite a lot of on the new website. It's now much easier for me and others to add content to the site very quickly from wherever we are. So if I'm away for a few days at an event or a product launch or whatever, I can upload information and pictures from that location and it will be online right away. Now, previously, I, I had to wait until I was back at base and on the one machine that I use for creating the web content. And in this age of so-called dynamic web content creation and editing, that really is just silly. It's a very old-fashioned way of doing things. And by design, this new website has a, a fresher, cleaner look to it as well. And I'm pleased to say that a few of you have already contacted me to reassure me of the fact that it's nice. So, so thank you very much. Um, the new site is still lacking in a lot of content, um, I have to admit. I had to decide whether or not to copy across a load of our older legacy reviews, some of which go back four or five years, um, and of which there was well over 200 in one form or another. But in the final event, I decided to limit this to a small number of products dating from uh, 2007, with really only a couple from before that. 
uh, in order to give me a relatively clean slate. And it did also get me out of a lot of hard work as well, I've got to confess. Now, I know that there are a couple of areas which are now bare, but that won't be the case for long. And on the subject of old, uh, what I call legacy reviews, I'll have another look at that one, and um, it might be that I'll, I'll upload a few more. I'll look at the web statistics and see which ones were being accessed right up to the last minute, and I might actually bring those forward and, and put those onto the website as well. We'll see. Now, I've had a couple of emails from users asking if I could republish this review or that, but uh, I've said that although I'm thinking about it, I'm not promising anything really, because uh, it then becomes difficult to know where to draw the line. All the old content is still on the web server, so I can do this if I change my mind. Now, I do realise that, you know, there are a few of you who might look to pick up a second-hand camcorder on eBay or whatever, um, and you want to see whether it will serve the purpose. So... I will have a look and I will see if I can do this when uh, or if and when time allows. A couple of things that aren't yet available on the site but which will be coming soon are reviews of video software applications. Not just editing programs for PC and Apple Mac but also other useful video compression and conversion tools like uh, for instance, Visual Hub or Voltaic HD, which I spoke about in the last podcast, and MPEG Stream Clip, little low-cost third-party apps that make life that bit easier for converting files, getting them up to YouTube or onto your portable media player or mobile phone and so on. Or, for instance, uh, getting files that have been editing on a PC into a Mac and, and things like that. I'm also building a how-to section containing a set of I hope, easy to understand and highly accessible tutorials on how to do stuff with the clips that you record with your camcorders or mobile phones. And now this is, shall we say, in development at the moment, and I'm hoping to have some branded corporate sponsorship for this in place before it goes live. We'll see. But one way or another, it will go live. Another bit of information regarding the website is that I'm creating a parallel site specific for mobiles. Now this will be a cut down site with less images and less text, but maybe the odd compressed video clips, and will be accessible by 3G mobile phones. I've been looking at a number of sites in order to get some ideas. The BBC's mobile website is perhaps the best example, and I'm intent on using that as a sort of guide where usability is concerned. Um, I've already got a SimpliDV mobile site up and running as a test, but I'm going to keep it in private beta, as they say, uh, at the moment whilst I fiddle around with it. But I will post links to it when it's live, and of course I'll be plugging it mercilessly in these podcasts as well. And, like the main site, of course, it will have its own RSS feed as well. And maybe I should also add that the RSS feed, of which there are now two, are very useful for mobile users because they give you a one-line summary that's updated immediately a new item is added. So when I add a new story to the front page of the website, for instance, the RSS feed is automatically updated and you get told about it via 3G on your mobile. It's working fine with my Nokia N93i, and when Apple eventually pulls its corporate finger out and gives the world a 3G iPhone, perhaps it will be even more accessible and even more popular. And talking of which, the rumour has it that 3G iPhones will be available sometime around August, but you didn't hear that from me.
Right, so that's it as far as the website's concerned. The forums are as active as ever, and of course, if you have any burning questions about gear that you've just bought or are about to buy, then that's the place to ask them. Please don't email me personally on this matter. It does take time for me to respond personally to this kind of stuff, and I just don't have enough of it. The forums are a much better place to get a dialogue going about what camcorder you might find best to buy, or other techie issues regarding camcorders or editing or sharing video files that need resolving, okay? Um, they really are, believe me. Right, on to camcorders. I've now published my review of the Canon HV30 HDV camcorder on the website. Now, in case you're a total beginner and know nothing about HDV, let me just say that the HDV format is a high-definition camcorder format that involves saving clips to tape the same physical tape format as mini-DV, of the sort that's been around since the early to mid-1990s. Moreover, the HDV format was introduced by Sony about five years ago, and the only other camcorder brand to adopt it has been Canon, although JVC has doubled with something similar, yet not quite compatible. Panasonic has kept well clear of tape-based high-definition formats in favour of channeling a lot of R&D resources into solid-state and hard disk drive-based storage for new models. And it's fair to say that Panasonic is really uh, putting its weight behind AVCHD, the, the format for tapeless high-definition recording. Anyhow, Canon's HV30 HDV camcorder is a follow-up model to its highly popular and much-respected HV20, uh, which was introduced in early 2007, and really deserves the same level of praise as that model did. Why? Well, because it's almost identical in every respect except its body colour. Um, enough to give you deja vu, really. Now, as I mentioned in my review on Simply DV, the previous year's HV20 boasted a 2.9 megapixel CMOS image sensor. It's got 10 times optical zoom lens with super range, optical image stabilization. It's got this thing uh, that Canon calls Digic DV, electronic image processing. It gives you 25p cinema style shooting mode, that's progressive scan uh, shooting mode, and that'll be, of course, 24p if you're uh, listening to this in the USA, Canada or Japan or wherever. It's got an HDMI connector for connecting to a high-def telly, LED video light and flash, and an all-important AV analog video and audio input. It's got microphone input and an advanced accessory shoe, and of course the AV input-output is switchable so that you can plug in headphones and listen to uh, the sound as you're recording it as well. It also offers a, a, a good choice of recording and playback in HDV, high definition, as well as DV, that's standard definition modes, all well and good. But then, so did the HV20. So, what's going on, Canon? Well, it looks to me like Canon, and perhaps Sony as well, are just trying to give an established model a new lick of paint as a means of adding a bit more longevity to a format that is currently doing quite well, but which doesn't really have that much of a life ahead of it, let's be honest. Now, don't get me wrong, both Sony and Canon have produced some really superb HDV products, not least the HV20 and now this new model, the HV30. It's just that the majority of new adopters to the camcorder market, that is, newcomers into the market, are shying away from such old-fashioned technologies as tape, and even DVD discs for that matter, in favour of hard disk drives and solid-state flash memory cards, such as memory stick or SD cards. 
It's no surprise to see both Canon and Sony cutting back their investment in tape-based camcorder technology by bringing us what are ostensibly new products, even though they're not really new products at all. And that said, the HV30 is just as good as the HV20 it replaces. It produces lovely pictures thanks to Canon's superior CMOS image sensor technology. And I love the fact that it has external mic input and headphone outputs to keep specialised users happy. It can record in either HDV, that's full high definition spec, or mini-DV, standard definition formats. And even if you've recorded in high definition, you can export a standard definition DV via the FireWire connection to your computer editing program, if either it can't meet the high demands of HD editing, or you simply want a DV version. Something that I made use of when testing the HV30 was the analog video and audio input conversion utility. I needed to make a recording of a music show on TV, just don't tell the BBC, and so I took an output from the satellite decoder to the camcorder's switchable AV input and recorded it to DV tape in 16x9 widescreen mode in the camcorder. Now, normally I'd just make a recording direct to DVD but um, and using my standalone DVD recorder, but I wanted to do some simple editing on my iMac, so I thought, well, you know, why not? Uh, the quality was really good, and even though it wasn't HD but standard definition, and the reason for that is that if an AV input from a, a PAL, in, our, in my case a PAL source, onto tape in the camcorder can't then be converted into HDV because there was never the pixel resolution there to start with. So what I was doing was making a DV copy of the broadcast and I was quickly able to tidy it up in iMovie before making a quick DVD copy and it did the job really well and I was really pleased. So have a look at my review of the HV30 on the website and you'll see that I've given it a very positive assessment. I do like it, I like it a lot. Like the HV20, it really is an excellent camcorder and produces superb recordings in pretty much all situations, including indoors under variable light. But it's still relying on tape, and with the onward march of AVCHD, how long a life does HDV now have? Not much, I'll wager. I've also been looking at two camcorders from Panasonic, one of which is the SDR-H280, which is a standard definition model that enables recording of clips to either its 60GB internal hard disk drive or to a high-capacity SD card called SDHC. Now this is, to all intents and purposes, a follow-up to the H250 we reviewed last year, and it's just as nice and convenient to use as that model was. Panasonic has given it three CCDs and all of the operational trimmings we've come to expect from Panasonic models at this price point. I love the fact, for instance, that you can record your widescreen movie clips to either the hard disk or to memory card and then copy clips to one or the other. You can select a single clip to copy. You can copy everything if the destination has enough space or you can create a number of playlists containing your favourite clips and copy those over instead. Now, I've got several SD cards whose capacities range from 1GB through 2, 4 and even 16GB and I actually used this camcorder to collect up a lot of clips from different cards 
onto the camcorder's hard disk drive and then copied them all back to a single 16 gigabyte card which was very useful as a quick means of freeing up the smaller cards something that you don't really need to do at home if you've got a computer but you might need to do it if you're away on a holiday or a, you know a two or three week trip um, it could be for instance that you've been using a lot of older cards and uh, you get hold of a good deal on a on a larger capacity card so you think right I'm going to collect up the contents of the older one stick it all onto the larger card and put that one away for safekeeping and continue to use the smaller capacity cards perhaps the more important reason for performing this exercise in my case was simply that I could at least I know it works anyway now if you want to make DVD copies you can either connect the camcorder to a computer using the USB cable that comes in the box or you can use a separate card reader. Either way you'll then be able to edit your project clips in either a Windows Vista, PC or Apple Mac. I tested the output by importing into Apple's iMovie 08 without any problems whatsoever. However, those people that have a Panasonic VW-BN1 external USB DVD writer which connects direct to the camcorder using USB and which takes its commands from a menu in the camcorder that appears when the DVD drive is connected, you can make high-definition clips to DVD-RAM discs direct from the camcorder. And that's another option. And that, again, is something else that you could do if you were away for a couple of weeks. You do need an AC supply to power the uh, drive when you're making the copies, though. Another new Panasonic model featured on SimpliDV right now is the SDR-SW20. Now, this is a different kind of camcorder in that it's aimed at the adventure-seeking person who might want to take a completely solid-state camcorder skiing or even surfing. Uh, surfing as in the sea rather than the web variety, if you know what I mean. The SW20 can not only withstand a drop from a reasonable height of 1.2 metres, but you can take it swimming as well. Now, thanks to some pretty ingenious product design, it will withstand freshwater and seawater to a depth of about 1.5 metres. It uses only SD format memory cards up to 32 gigabytes, and despite the fact that you can use it underwater, it has reasonably accessible controls as well. Now check out the review on the website to see what I mean, and there's some pictures there as well. Um, I must admit that, that after a lifetime of keeping cameras and camcorders away from sand and water, I didn't have the nerve to either bury it in the children's sand pit or dunk it in the bath, or even in the canal that runs past Simply DV Towers. But if you look at a sample flash movie on the Panasonic website, you'll see living proof of the fact that it is indeed submersible. I was recently offered a review sample in the form of a brand new camcorder that I wouldn't have otherwise considered for review on SimpliDV, namely a brand called ApeTech. That's A-I-P-T-E-K. Now, although I've seen these small, low-cost products from the German manufacturer of the same name being advertised here and there, I wouldn't have given them a second glance for review on a website which claims to review only what I'd term serious camcorders. Well, it's not so much me that makes that claim, but you know what I mean. That's the reputation that we've, we've built up. But then I had a thought. What exactly is a serious camcorder? 
if someone like me, in fact, uses a mobile phone, in which case a very good device by Nokia, to shoot video clips on impulse, perhaps with a view to chopping some of them around in the Adobe Premiere Elements program that came with the phone, or even in iMovie on a Mac, does this not make such a device a camcorder? Whether it's serious or not, of course, is open to debate, but so what? If the clips are destined for online sharing using the likes of YouTube and others, which is very likely these days, let's be honest, then anything that records video clips or later sharing beyond that device is a camcorder. Well, that's my theory anyhow, and as I don't want to appear to be a purist or even a snob, I decided to take a look at the ApeTech PowerDV AHD200 solid-state camcorder. Or is it a video camera? I don't know. Anyway, I'm glad that I did. Why? Because I was pleasantly surprised with what it offers, if you want to know the truth. Now, as I've already mentioned in my review, what I like about this device is its ease of use when considered in the context of its target market. OK, we've established the fact that it's not aimed at the serious camcorder user, but that doesn't matter, because there's a very large market out there for a video clip recording device that shoots good quality video in addition to stills, photos, and which does so to a reasonably high quality. Certainly a quality that's good enough for including in a blog, sending via email, or uploading to a social media sharing website like YouTube. Now, the AHD200 does in fact create high definition video clips, but it's not the full spec HD, but the lesser 1280 by 720p for progressive specification HD files. Now, these are perfectly good enough for displaying a reasonable size HD TVs as well. I tested playback on a 19 inch HD television using its supplied component red, blue, and green cables, and the output was pretty impressive, I've got to say. It uses a format that's not dissimilar to AVCHD either. Onto high capacity SD cards, it can store clips in the AVC H.264 format in a .mov file format, so the clip files are actually .mov. So when they're opened in a PC or a Mac computer that has QuickTime installed, you'll have no problem whatsoever viewing them on a reasonably well-spec machine. And unlike AVCHD, the clips are very easy to get access to, and with a few clicks and an available YouTube account, you can have them online in no time at all. YouTube accepts H.264 files, so there's really no excuse. Now, the reason I'm getting increasingly enthusiastic about these simple-to-use uh, simple pocket-sized devices is that they all make the recording and sharing of original video clips easier and less geeky than ever before. Uh, we've seen how YouTube and MySpace have completely changed the way people share information. And it's thanks to this sea change in the way video is now shared that not only is a new generation of technology coming on stream to make it possible, but it's also prompting a new generation of users to think about what they want from their technology and how they want to use it. Now, perhaps that goes some considerable way to explaining why the demand for old-fashioned, tape-based and even DVD-based camcorders is fading fast. And believe me, it is fading fast. So who knows? I can't say I'm surprised. And so it's with that in mind that I'm keen to look at anything which makes that process easier for ordinary people who don't possess the prerequisite video-making skills. Products like the ApeTech AHD200, uh, in addition to others like the Panasonic SDR-SW20 I was talking about earlier, are designed to make this new approach to video recording and sharing possible. And that, in a nutshell, is why I like them. 
And talking about making things easier for a new generation of video makers, Pinnacle has jumped in with an idea which I'm sure will set a precedent for the way the majority of software application companies will be operating in the very near future. They're giving away video editing software. Now, video Spin is a relatively new bit of software which you can use to import, edit and share your camcorder movie clips. Now, that in itself isn't really news since software is launched all the time, but what is new is that Pinnacle is giving it away free. It's not time limited and there are no catches. You can download it and use it free. That's it. It's called Video Spin and it's really a cut-down version of the long-established Pinnacle Studio line of budget-priced video editing and authoring software that we know and love. Or maybe we don't, depending upon our viewpoint and our experience with the software. But what it will enable you to do is to install the software onto your Windows or Vista PC. It's not available for Mac, but all Mac users have iMovie, so it doesn't really matter. And immediately import your video clips from tape, hard disk drive or solid-state camcorder and hone them into something you'll feel happy to share with friends, family or even work colleagues. There are limitations, however. The software is free for life, but if you want to click a button to enable you to, for instance, configure your edited masterpiece for uploading to YouTube using a single-click managed upload wizard built into the software, you'll have to pay for an upgrade. You can get a lot of the stuff free for 15 days, but after that you have to start paying for these little bits and pieces that add on. Videospin will support the import of a wide range of video and audio file types, everything from AVI to MJPEG, MPEG-1 and MPEG-2, DivX and even WMV, uh, as well as MP3 and Dolby 2 channel, where audio is concerned. Uh, it can export to all those formats as well, in addition to WMV Real Media and Flash FLV format, along with, again, MP3 audio and even AAC. The catch is that you can't burn DVDs or CDs using the software. For that, you need to save a disk image and then either use the full version of Pinnacle Studio uh, why would you therefore be using Videospin if you have the full version or, more likely, a third-party application like Nero. When you start to use the software, you have, as I mentioned before, 15 days to take advantage of the available Advanced Video Codex pack required to work with MPEG-2, MPEG-4 and DivX. But after that time, you've got to pay a reasonable amount of money, and I think it's about 15 quid in the UK, or buy an upgrade to the full studio option at a discount. Either way, I can see this pointing to the way in which software companies will be making available to us the tools required to shape and share our video clips in the very near future. Give it away as a free download, but tie in the requirement to buy bolt-ons when we want to do something more specific. I'm sure that we can see this approach being adopted by more and more software companies very soon. Maybe I could adopt this principle in respect of Simply DV. Now, there's a thought. So, I've talked about the website, uh, I've talked about new camcorders, uh, as well as low-cost, easy-to-use models that the purists will simply hate, and I've also introduced a nifty little freebie app called Video Spin from Pinnacle. 
All that's left for me to do now is to plug another freebie app that I often call my Swiss Army Knife application, namely MPEG Stream Clip from a company called Squared5. MPEG Stream Clip really has been a lifesaver for me on several occasions and is one of those programs that does more than you'll probably ever need it to do. But I find it really useful when I need to change a clip or a batch of clips from one format to another whilst changing a number of properties at the same time. Uh, I've used it to convert a set of AVI files produced on a PC uh, that itself contains stuff that's been digitized from VHS um, all into something that will play on an iPhone or video iPod as MPEG-4 H.264. Not only that, but I might want to change the frame rate, um, apply some video filters, I don't know, maybe convert it to black and white, or even crop in the edges to get rid of the squiggly junk that comes off VHS. You know what I mean, you always get a band of black at the bottom and at the top. Well, StreamClip can trim that off for you and, and bring it to the optimum window size. And I can do all of this and more in MPEG StreamClip, and the nice thing about it is that it's free. And another nice thing about it is that it's available for both Mac and Windows, which can't be bad, can it? So check out www.squared5.com and click on either the Windows or Mac button as appropriate. Uh, MPEG Stream Clip, that's my pick of the month software application for this month. And with that, I'll wrap up this edition of the Simply TV podcast. Don't forget that if there's anything you'd like me to talk about or you have general comments you'd like to make about this or other podcasts, then please let me know by clicking the contact button on the right-hand side of each page of the website and filling in the relevant fields. But remember, please use the forums if you have general questions regarding technical issues or camcorder selection problems. Please don't email me. Meanwhile, this is Colin from SimplyDV saying thanks for listening and I'll catch up with you next time. Bye for now.